You are listening to Astrology, the Amateur Astrologers podcast. Welcome back, Masters of Ass and Amateurs of Astrology. I'm Audrey. And I'm Rachel. What's up, everybody? It's episode 21. What the fuck? How did we get here so quickly? Dude, time's flying. Time, time's flying away. It really flying is. Flying away. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's a it's a sunny day here in London. Londra. Yeah, it's been a it's been a nice day. I've had a yeah. nice day. Have you had a nice day today? Yeah, I'm really tired. We've not really seen one another much no. today. No. So this is nice because then we save our chat for the pod. Ah, I always forget that. I feel like you're more conscious of doing that than I am. I am because otherwise we just talk too much about it, and then I'll be like, shit, we gotta save it for the pod. Yeah, but it's like then we don't talk at all. I'm not avoiding talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I had okay. a lot to do this morning, okay? All right. What's your internal weather? My internal weather today, I would say I'm kind of like a feeling. I'm feeling it's coming. It's like a, it's a winter day and it's the morning and it's been really frosty and really, really cold, but the sun's just risen above the horizon mm. and so there's this like feeling of warmth seeping into everything that's nice yeah it's quite i'm feeling yeah i'm feeling it that's really nice yeah mm. what's your internal weather today <sighs> i'm feeling like okay side of the mountain Mm-hmm. about 8 p.m okay breeze mm-hmm. that's like lukewarm because it's kind of summery okay so it's a lukewarm breeze it's okay. about to get nippy mm-hmm. a little chilly but it's been a warm, warmish day. Warmish day, so, so the, it's just calming down. Exactly. Great, great. Um, but there's going to be a storm in the night. Okay. Yeah. Mm. So, like, there's some beautiful clouds coming in. There's some nice fog, but as mm. the sun's setting, mm. you know. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that's a lot, right? Mm. <laughs> she's got, a, you can't see, guys, but she's got a Piscean look in her eye. Ah, yes. Ah, yes, that Pisces moon. But we're not talking about the moon today, are we? What are we talking about today, Audrey? Rising signs or ascendant. Which is so fun because, you know, everyone has one. Yeah, but we've not dedicated... um, I'm impressed we actually got this far without being like, let's do an ascendant episode. Mm -hmm. Because we quite early on did the sun and did the moon. We did, yeah. And we have to complete the trifecta, which is now... The rising or the ascendant. Oui. Interchangeable, the way that you say the word. Say, yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, we should just kind of jump into it because it's it's interesting. I think we should definitely do basics. We should definitely let everyone know why it's important mm. and how it fits into your chart. But at yeah. the same time, why, and we can talk about this later, but at the same time, why you don't also have to think of it as all of you the same way that you would think the sun is all of you. Yes. Yeah? Yes. Let's do that. Okay. All right. Some basics. So, um, quite literally, most people are like, but what is the ascendant? What is the rising? It's not named after one of the planets, like all the other planets are, mm-hmm. as it were. Um, but the ascendant is quite literally the sign and then the degree of that sign. As it's ascending on the eastern horizon, on the day and time you were born or for a specific event, depending on which kind of chart you're doing. Um so it's literally the ascending sign of that day, which to me makes so much more sense when I think about it. Um, kind of because of this this occurrence, because it's literally the dawning sign, um, the rising sign is said to kind of be a bit akin to your awakening consciousness, like the dawning of yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
and we'll, we'll talk about this, but this is why the ascendant is quite often associated with childhood because it's that immediate emergence of mm-hmm. something, that immediate beginning. Um, kind of things that uh, your ascendant can influence is, so I've said child, uh, childhood and upbringing, uh, your kind of learned self-presentation and then your projection of yourself as well. The ego, um, one really good description I heard was who we are when we are a, when we are in a kind of public or impersonal situation. Mm. So almost who we are when we're not at ease, which I found oh, quite okay, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, our shield, our mask, our instinctive reactions to things, which I thought was really accurate. So instinctive feeling, gut instinct towards things, people, events. Um, and then this one is really beautiful. Something of the interface between the external world and the various and complex facets of our personality. So if you think about, if you think about you carry all your chart with you as you go about life, mm-hmm. the ascendant is at the front mm-hmm. always. And then yeah. the rest of you, that big complex personality is, is carried behind it. Mm. Um, which makes me think of a flocking exercise. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Do you want to explain flocking to yeah, those who don't yeah. know? Yeah, sorry, that's so true. Um, flocking is a kind of exercise you do in like dance and movement where uh, you within a group of people will like travel around a space and you will travel. And as you travel, the person at the front changes. And so you're always led and then you change who leads. And then you mm. can do different things like changing pace, changing speed, changing other things. Yeah, qualities. Qualities, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's good fun. If you've mm-hmm. never done it, it's great fun. It is. Um, the other thing that I read, so the Ascendant is quite influential in all schools of astrology, but most specifically in Vedic astrology, so Hindu astrology, where it's actually the most, it's argued as one of the most defining elements in the chart, mm. which I found interesting. Okay, yeah. But also the way that Vedic astrology places more emphasis on the moon, moon. than the sun and... But I mean, it makes sense because the rising or the ascendant marks the beginning of your house system. Mm. So it is the first house. It's the sign in the first house, um, which also, you know, we'll talk about a bit later too, because I have thoughts on that. Okay. But uh, some other kinds of basics to calculate it, you need your birth time as exact as possible. So when you're calculating your birth chart or your natal chart, uh, and just to recap, you would need your birthday the time of birth and the location of your birth and you input that into like a system you can just google any website most websites uh that are astrological ones do that Mm -hmm. and you want it as exact as possible because the rising sign will change like every 30 minutes around so if you don't have an exact time of birth it skews all of your house systems and then therefore where your planets reside in what houses. Mm-hmm. Which can have a very dramatic effect on your child. Yeah. yeah so you be. will know what planets are in what signs because that's stable. But the time of birth really, really places you in the house system. Mm. And that that starts with your ascendant. That oui. starts with your rising sign. Oui. I hope that makes sense. So... I loved uh, reading this as well. It's the way you are moving through life. Oh, that's really nice. Yeah, so I thought of it like, okay, you carry all your other shit with you, right? But the ascendant is the way that you lead, Mm. how you move, Mm. you know? That's nice. It's like that also makes it feel quite Mm action-oriented. Because it is the first time. Yeah, which I think it really is massively, yeah. Um, So it's your style, your quirks, your responses. It's the impression you make. 
It's the, like Rachel said, the mask one wears when meeting others, your facade. Mm. It's also our natural defenses and how we cope with day-to-day issues. So maybe not exactly how we cope on deep life issues, Mm. but day-to-day issues. Things that arise that maybe aren't deep triggers are just things that we have to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, so also, which we can, you know, talk. I keep saying we'll talk about it later, but it's true. Uh, always pay attention to the aspects associated with the ascendant so we'll read in this episode we'll read about like all the ascendant signs yeah and then if you're interested go into your chart and see the different aspects you have with the ascendant because you might have something a big planet like squaring your ascendant or Mm. you know you want might want to read up about that because that actually can play a big role into shifting um maybe how these characteristics characteristics of yours express more yeah that makes sense that makes sense um and also like when we read these two if say say aries and we're reading about like aries rising say aries is your sun sign and you don't know your rising or you do know your rising you're still going to identify for sure to a certain extent because it's your sun sign so like reading taurus rising we're both going to identify with taurus rising even though our risings aren't Taurus, yeah. it's because our sun's in Taurus. So in the same way, if you go back and listen to our other episodes, little mm-hmm. plug, um, and we've done episodes on all the signs so far since we started the pod, um, you will, if your rising is in any of those placements, those episodes are sun sign specific, but if your rising is in the, you'll identify with them as well. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Which is the thing that we realised last week when we did the Virgo episode. Yep. Go listen to that. Yeah, we hadn't explained it, but it's chill. Uh, okay, should we go through the signs? Yeah, let's do it. Cool. So, uh, a little game you can play too is if if one if you hear one of the descriptions and you're like, oh, that's so like my friend, or that's so like my mom and my sister, or my you know whatever. Mm. Um, that's kind of fun to go in and see if like that's kind of true. True. Yeah. yeah you yeah. know. How do you think? So first sign is Aries. So having Aries as your rising sign. Aries risings are quick and to the point. They act before they think. They're the type of person to jump into something without a plan. Mm. They'll seem domineering, adventurous, straightforward, honest, confident, energetic, lively. You'll first meet their bold personalities, their restlessness, and their crave for, like, vitality in life. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Lovely Aries. So then we have Taurus. Taurus is uh, Taurus rising is practical and conservative. So if you think about when you first meet someone, you will kind of see maybe conservative dressing, maybe mm. conservative demeanor, mm. pragmatic and cautious. Unless you have a lot of other impulsive characteristics in your chart, very consistent. They'll come across as gentle and kind and graceful. Um, others will find this also quite easy to be around. Most mm. most signs will probably find that easy yeah, to be I around. Yeah, I think Taurus ascendants are the, maybe one of the most agreeable, if not the most yeah, agreeable. Yeah, because they're just so chill. Yeah, yeah. They radiate stability. So... Yeah. <laughs> you're a Taurus sandwich. Um, I can still vouch for it, bro. <laughs> Gemini rising. These are people who love to ask questions. They love to move around freely and mingle and bounce around their social circles. For them, the world is a place to learn. So it's like kind of ninth house stuff, you know, and Mm. it's in that kind of communication. I want to learn things. I want to ask questions. So they're very naturally clever. And so that's what you're going to meet first. You're going to see someone that actually is quite naturally witty and intelligent Mm. and clever. Mm. And so that can also intimidate some others, you know, it depends on what your vibe is. But they're quite upbeat, lighthearted. They like to analyze and make sense of the world. 
world. Some are really bubbly and changeable and talkative and quirky, and others might be a bit more like cool and intellectual. Kind of depends on the other parts mm. of your chart, but there will be some type, some some part of a Gemini rising that definitely is like this kind of bubbly, lighthearted, mm. talkative person. You know, hearing that and mm-hmm. thinking about it in the context of Ascendant, I think my oldest brother Alex is a Gemini rising. Hmm. Okay. I what was his son? He's a Sag. Sag, but also we so do also, know Sag. Yeah, definitely. But it's the bouncing around the social circle, the like bubbliness, the talkiness, mm, the we quirk, should check. the big quirk, the quirk. Mm, we should check. Quirky. Shout out, Alex. You're so quirky. Alex is a quirky girl. Quirky girl. So the next is Cancer. Cancer rising. Cancer Risings may embody the archetype of the mother in some way, or like the parent, the mm. parental figure. They um, attract people who need care, which can be problematic sometimes. Definitely. definitely. Uh, your own feelings and moods will reflect the dominant feeling and tone in your environment. So they kind of, because they're a water sign, and I think a lot of water signs might be like this to a certain extent, be- because it's their ascendant, they're going to kind of reflect what they see. They're going to kind they of like reflect mold. the emotional yeah. tone in the room Mm. in the space so when you do meet them and come across them they might actually be harder to pinpoint of Mm. who this person is because Mm. they're just feeling whatever the room's feeling yeah which is cool too um yeah so cancer risings absorb the atmosphere around them and thrive in surroundings that are home-like and supportive and caring for themselves as well so cancer risings meet first through instinct and emotion Mm. yeah so they, they might not say in a room, they might not be the people that come in with a certain presence and a certain energy and put that in the room. Mm. They're the ones that take in what everyone else That's is doing. Being, yeah, yeah. You know? It, mm. Again, depends on what other... Because the other they might be like chart. a fucking Leo. Yeah, and then, yeah, yeah. And then they're bouncing off the walls. Yeah. So bringing it to Leo now, Leo Risings, they radiate a sun-like magnetism. They're easily noticed. There is a want to stand out and to get attention and it's best to like just admit that <laughs> because <laughs> because it's straight in with the advice or well, because it's not a bad thing at all unless unless it's not balanced you know unless mm. they're not letting anyone else take space in the room mm. so they have a larger than life attitude they're natural leaders or at least it will seem like that to others mm. you know so others will naturally kind of want to follow the key is to learn how to share the command, you know, because they're going to want to grab onto mm-hmm. it. So know that you have the right to loudly express your unique creativity and spirit as long as you do it without denying others the same right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That would so be there's something the about advice. just in general sharing space, right? And Definitely. I can really, with Leo, I can really uh, envision in my mind what Leo ascendants are like as children. <laughs> yeah like the playground thing always wanting to take the lead always wanting to be like telling people what to do always wanting to be the center of things Mm. and it's honestly i think it's just because they are trying to just express their uniqueness and their creativity Mm. but they don't realize that you might step on people's toes yeah you know and equally people can switch off to that kind of stuff if if there's if it's an overload definitely it's not everybody has the initiative to do that for themselves yeah yeah and then for my section last but not least virgo which uh check out our virgo episode last last week, week. it was lovely virgos are lovely so virgo risings are purposeful and trustworthy they're sensitive to bodily discomforts as we know about the we learned about the virgo sign last week Mm. they're really connected to the body the physical body 
So they also tend to be matter of fact and because of that can come across kind of cold to some people. Mm. Virgo risings like to focus on fixing things. They might be a bit like understated in their appearance and their mannerisms when you first meet them. And so there's this tendency as well to kind of present as very calm and collected and professional. Mm. There's a quiet charm, but once you get to know them, as we talked about again in last week's, they will warm up and offer all their services to you. They just want to fix things, things and help. Help, yeah. 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 Nice. Which Libra? Yeah, go for Libra. So, Libra... The slut. <laughs> Nick, calling you out. <laughs> That's Rachel's father, if anybody didn't know. <laughs> it never ends. That even caught me off guard. Oh, my God. So, I'm gonna, I'm gonna not jokingly slut shame although i hope everyone knows we do this as a joke oh my god be a slut we love it we love we love the sluts but uh i'm just gonna go with the word charmer here in case people aren't comfortable (laughs) (laughs) but that was one of the big things that came up for librans that they're charmers and they they are attractive to other people not in a kind of sexual or romantic sense they just attract people quite effortlessly they don't really mean to but they're people who are always surrounded by others um quite persuasive but not in this kind of explicit hard sell way it's more kind of on a on a more kind of unconscious but almost sly level but not in a Mm. bad way um they're kind of people who like to maintain like a good guy front and that's guy non-gendered um sometimes having a tendency to shy away from admitting that they're wrong or vouching for the less beneficial path when they do so they're people who they always want to be perceived as a as like uh, you know I'm doing alright I'm good I'm the good guy I'm the mm-hmm. good guy but they actually because of that they're probably a bit lax at sometimes admitting when they make mistakes mm-hmm. or being like okay yeah this person is right you know because they want to maintain that kind of facade um, so there are also kind of like various versions of this when you read about it so some pe- some Libra ascendants have more of this kind of self forward ap- attitude they're quite self promotional and they're always putting themselves first and then for others they have just a really strong conscience as well there's kind of different varying versions of these things Mm. um really good my mom is a libra rising i think Mm. shout out julie she listens to every episode we love you julie um yeah julie let us know if you feel like you're someone who's quite a solid like mediator in that context oh she is yeah yeah i would know (laughs) (laughs) um excellent at smoothing things over and diffusing situations have very strong social values and have a big sense of honor and justice and it's i didn't want to talk about it too much but a lot is said about libra ascendants and companionships the kind of people that they are drawn to and equally the kind of people that are drawn to them which i think comes back to this thing about them being them attracting other people them having a certain Mm. kind of magnetism that draws people in yeah but i didn't really want to make it about companionship because that's not for everyone you know 100 percent. scorpio which is my ascendant i got to do both of ours which is quite nice here she goes so um (laughs) scorpio ascendants have a great magnetism you imagine you wrote like a whole essay on this one (laughs) yeah um so yeah they are known for being magnetic and quite intense and i think i don't really have this necessarily because of my earth speak to that because (laughs) (laughs) i don't think you can speak to that because it's not like you attract yourself well i'm a taurus son i think I, i think i love myself you know i think i want you to finish this but i think it's not i don't think it's like a mysterious magnetism you have to me at least at least mm. how i was drawn to you but it's more of a 
ah, kind of intimidation. She knows what she's doing. She mm, she's okay. interesting. Okay. Like you have interests. She's interesting. She's like okay. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm Every saying. time I ever compliment Rachel, she gives me this look like I'm a little child. Please. <laughs> ah. It's just because I'm like ah. Okay, keep going. Okay. But as Audrey said, intimidation is something that comes up quite a lot for Scorpio's ascendants. They can sometimes be intimidating to others due to having quite a cold exterior. So uh, Scorpio ascendant is a, Scorpio is a fixed, its modality is fixed. And so it's kind of as a water sign, it's associated with ice quite often, Mm -hmm. which is why that cold exterior comes up. Um, With that though, there is this like, this like cool collected vibe but then behind that there is like this huge expansive realm of emotions and things going on underneath the surface because it is a water sign because it is all. a water sign yeah. exactly um big things that come up for scorpios are paranoia jealousy um and secret keeping which mm-hmm. is something that i definitely associate with massively i'm a hugely paranoid person i'm quite a jealous person um and i also feel like i'm someone who I, although I, I would say I'm quite an open book with myself personally, mm. I think sometimes I say things or I bring stuff up from maybe the past, my teenagehood, and people are like, what? 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 I had no idea. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, and I guess I don't really think about it too much, but that's that's maybe a separate issue. Anyway, Scorpio is highly intuitive, very good at reading situations before acting. So they're people who can be quite measured in their response, say in comparison to an Aries who are just like, straight in Mm. Um, they kind of know when to strike and when to observe they can exclude themselves but then equally crave connection and attention and kind of love Um, they like to go they like to go I so saw that with you (laughs) (laughs) what before what do you mean before you met me I don't know no 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 not before I met you just in general sometimes I feel like you do exclude yourself and then also I'm like what (laughs) I don't know we'll talk about it later okay (laughs) maybe it's something we should talk about now Audrey just called me out (laughs) um like to go deep in conversation in relationships in their analysis of things um and are known for having a sexual appetite and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go any further into that you all know what that means wow she takes after old nick (laughs) oh fuck (laughs) sorry (laughs) oh my god sorry i feel like i might want you to cut that out i'm (laughs) sorry that might be too real for rachel and nick (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay it was just sitting right there i had to take it do you want to make some comments on me as a scorpio or i already kind of did <laughs> do you want me to make more comments no but i feel I like thinking, you didn't because you were like i'll wait until the end well i was thinking we could do that after we go through oh i see them. okay yeah. okay great sagittarius yeah sagittarius sagittarius i can i can't spell it Oh, I've figured out now. It's always I just, two G's. I, it's two G's in my head. Two it's the G's. same with Aquarius. I forget the second A all the time. Anyway, we'll get to that. Sagittarius is... is this, oh, you mean Aquarius? Aquarius. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why. <laughs> anyway, Sagittariuses are the hopeful adventurer. They're direct, they're self-confident, they're really enthusiastic. They have a big and really deep and expansive desire to explore and to experiment. And so as ascendants, they're probably people who are perceived by others as having tried a lot of stuff and probably have tried a lot of stuff mm. in kind of contrast to Aquarius, which we'll come to. Um, they're kind of grand schemes people. They're the people who are like like 
yeah, why don't we just pack a bag and get on a bus and go to Amsterdam and then we can go to Italy and then we'll go to Australia. Oh, oh fuck yeah, yeah. That sounds it fun. sounds great, yeah. Very insightful, very opinionated and very funny and they have a very great, like a great, great, great sense of humour. Um, Sagittarius is Jupiter-ruled and so they have this kind of deeper insight into self-expression than others, which is I think why Sagittarius ascendants and Sagittarius sun signs are people who have quite a strong sense of self. Mm-hmm. Or at least not necessarily that they do internally, but on an external perspective, they seem mm-hmm. like they know who they are mm-hmm. and they express who they are. Yeah, that's nice. Um, because of their kind of hopeful vibe and their kind of sense of faith, Sagittarius ascendants can be kind of perceived as naive and overly optimistic, but they just have a general faith that things will work out. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not it's not blind optimism at all. Yeah. It's just like a never gonna give you up never gonna let you down i couldn't think of the word so i just sung it there we go capricorn that's me that's you i'm a capricorn rising that's cool um capricorn risings are serious and competent (laughs) (laughs) they're very good at quite dark and quite deadpan style humor because of this so actually a lot of comedians are capricorn rising Mm -hmm. because they're good at like um, one of the things that comes up is like they know to laugh at like after the joke yeah they keep a straight face they keep a really straight face yeah massively um they're always striving they're always seeking success they're definitely the responsible one and this comes up a lot in relation to capricorn ascendants in childhood that they're perceived as the child one during childhood and then it gets reinforced very self-sufficient, very independent, very collected. They're kind of security seekers. That's kind of quite an earth sign thing, I think. Um, strong sentiments of tradition and like family values, but not in a hetero way. I meant more like the values that they were brought up with are yeah. probably things that they will carry for their whole lives. Prone to worrying about the future. And if they're, and if they're like doing enough, if they're working hard enough, um, some of them actually practice a huge kind of a thing of self-denial and they have a lot of barriers towards like recognizing their own accomplishments oh shit <laughs> did that hit a bit deep yeah <laughs> um hard working and incredibly driven <laughs> it's just funny like when you identify with with there's some things i don't identify with not not i don't i do to a certain extent but not a lot and then there's some things that I'm like, yeah. Mm. But I think it's interesting because this is the ascendant. So, like you said to me earlier, there are, I see nearly all exactly. of these things in you. Yeah. <laughs> I just was thinking about the um, the self denial thing and like not not allowing yourself to recognize achievements mm. um, because usually I'm like, oh, I thought I, I think I'm quite quite good at that. And then I was just like, oh my god, when we got our like academic transcripts i still am trying to make excuses as to why i would get a high grade yeah i'm still like oh no i don't understand how it, that could have happened it's yeah. probably because they were easy on me it's probably because you know like i couldn't i still <laughs> i still have a hard time just saying oh i worked hard and i did it did it yeah you know i don't know what that is well yeah. clearly i do it's, no it's my i capricorn really, ascendant. I, I really see it in you i really see it in you it's and funny. also 
I think it's slightly related to some other stuff, but worrying about the future. Oh, definitely. I have a, issues with time. Yeah, issues because time. I don't, I don't carry any of that. So I guess it's I don't something think I probably, even, I probably see that quite. Yeah, a Yeah, and I don't, I don't even think it's just Capricorn rising. I no, I don't think it is either. It's like tenth house stuff too. Yeah. And Capricorn is the tenth house. So yeah. I have like quite a lot of the same. How you have a lot of the eighth house stuff. Yeah. And Scorpio rising. Yeah. So that's why I'm like, bring about and the death and the sex and the birth and the life. Yeah. And intimacy. <laughs> and intimacy. Except not too much. Except intimacy. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Anyway, Aquarius. Aquarius. My sister's in Aquarius, right? Oh, shout out Madalena. Yeah. So Aquariuses uh, in this placement are the individual. They are very quirky. They're experimental. And they like you to know it. They, they just love to be the most individual out of all the individuals. And I think this is funny having gone to something like a, that's very much like an art school because, <laughs> because art, I think like drama schools, art schools, experimental like colleges, etc., will very much draw these people mm-hmm. because this is what they're accessing in life. And then they all get put in the same room and they're like, oh, fuck. And then everybody's egos are just like bursting. <laughs> yeah, literally. Um... Very intellectual, very forward thinking, like very prone to holding an interest in things related to advancement, change and adaptation. So there are a lot of people with Aquarius risings who are interested in like new technologies and human advancement Mm -hmm. and pushing forward like AI, space travel, all these kind of things. Um, Quite hard to shock and they actually, excuse me, tummy. I'm trying to talk about Aquarius risings. Wow. Wow. they're very hard to shock and they love shocking other people with their stories and their flamboyance. Um, so because they are quite quirky and experimental, and this is kind of related to the thing I was saying about Sagittarius's earlier, I've, I think, and this is kind of my own interpretation, could be totally wrong, but I think Aquarius rising is made up of this thing of, I like to show that I'm different. I like to mm-hmm. be, be the person who tries new things, be the quirky mm-hmm. one, be the flamboyant one. And with that, they probably try things, but they might not always be trying things out of genuine curiosity. Mm-hmm. It might c- come with a bit of pressure that they put on themselves, which okay. is maybe something as an Aquarius rising you might want to meter. Okay. If that's some of your knowledge. Whereas I say a Sagittarius, they're just genuinely wanting to try all the stuff. Yeah. Without really thinking about the the external yeah. perception of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel you. Yeah. Um, and that's not at all a bad thing either because it sometimes pressure to try new things is a really good thing to do as well. Yeah. Um, I know I need some of that. A little pressure. A little pressure. That's me. I'm the pressure. <laughs> <laughs> Except sometimes you're just like, ah, I just want to stay home too. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Taurus. <laughs> Taurus verbs. Mm-hmm. Um, Aquariuses can be pro- provocative to a fault so they can kind of push people's limits a bit too far. <laughs> up Madalena really friendly really likeable very much a quality right so I typed equalitist and then it's equalist and they they changed it to equalist on google interesting but I don't is equalitist I really don't think that's a word Rachel oh no have I done it again I'm gonna google it she done it again equalitist yeah that's not a word dude it's a word in urban dictionary. dictionary That means somebody else says it. Anyway, very focused on equality and they're very open to strangers in a way maybe other people who are... Egalitarian? Yeah. I was just coming up with another word that you could have used. Yeah, yeah, egalitarian. Okay. Thanks. They value equality. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, I'm very open to strangers in a way other signs who are a bit more reserved at first meeting are, aren't. Mm. Aquarius risings are very prone to feeling different all through life and they can actually struggle with this as much as they embrace it. And this mm. can be a point of tension. Tension. Finally. Last but not least. Piskies. Piskies. Pisces. I think Pisces rising is really beautiful and I don't think I know many people with a Pisces rising. We probably do and just don't know about it. Don't know it, that's true. So these rising signs are really gentle and go with the flow kind of people. They have very open hearts and minds which can make them prone, like a lot of war signs, to being something of a chameleon. So they can be very changeable to other people's energies, attitudes, general vibe, which other people find hard because people think then that... uh, the Pisces risings don't have opinions, which is not at all true. Um, kind of changeable and adaptable equally in a good way as well. And they're sometimes quite chatty and present. And then other days they can be quite shy and they really need time alone. Dreamy, soft-hearted, quite poor at decision-making. Might be prone to allergies. Oh my God. something I read, which I think is really interesting considering you have a Pisces moon. And I'm also gonna finish this Pisces thing and I'll tell you what my thoughts after. Okay. Um, gravitate towards individuals who are more grounded and reliable because they lack this in themselves Um, and they are always intriguing to other people because they are somewhere else and other people who I think are very grounded in this world are like where are they? what are Mm. they doing? what am I missing out on? Mm. because we are missing out yeah on something they're on something (laughs) high on life yeah (laughs) you know what was your thought? okay oh so I have a few thoughts now after we've gone through the rising descriptions. Okay. I guess I'll say this as my first thought. So my first thought is this is getting a this will be a little bit complicated for those who are absolute beginners of astrology, but I'm going to try to explain it. Okay. So we just talked about our ascendance. Now you have all different planets that reside in all different houses now in oui. your chart, right? Oui. So if we take you for example, me, you have. Your ascendant is Scorpio. Yep. And the ascendant is the first house. Now, just like I said, you should look at the aspects against your ascendant, right? Against Mm -hmm. your first house. You have Pluto conjunct your first, which is Pluto conjunct, right? Yeah. Which is Pluto in the first house. House, yep. They're in the same. Exactly. So the sign that is ruled by Pluto is Capricorn. So I don't know if you also identify with the Capricorn rising characteristics. Yeah, massively. Exactly. Now, let me bring my example in because okay. I have two planets in my first house. Okay. So I'm a Capricorn rising, yeah? We. Oui. And I have Neptune and Uranus both in the, the first, first house. house. Yeah. So conjunct, yeah? Uranus is the ruling planet of Aquarius. Yep. So reading Aquarius. You, yeah, I, you're all d- over it. Uh-huh. And reading it. Pisces, which is the ruler of Neptune. Or drenched in The it. changeable the um prone to allergies prone to allergies exactly <laughs> that's what i was coming to <laughs> the sometimes poor decision making sometimes i have to say with all my other earth elements in there that are like very like decisive i have this weird kind of sometimes this weird like i don't know what everyone else wants yeah you know yeah yeah it kind of depends but the kind of chameleon with people mm. that's it's such a neptune rising thing mm. which is also a pisces rising thing mm. so Point is, I don't know if you're following, audience, um, our little uranal beats. Point is, is that 
if you have, now not everybody has other planets in the first house. Some people have a shit ton of planets in the first house. Shout out Nicole, who I read um, her chart, has like four or five planets oh, in the first damn. house. Now, what that says to me is that not that it cancels anything out, but that it actually adds a lot of more multitudes to your kind of facade as a person. Mm. So your say, and I'm pretty sure she she was also a Capricorn rising like me, it kind of can almost weaken certain spots depending on what planets are in that yeah, first house, I, I would say. So like, I identify with all kind of the three parts of that facade area, the mm. first house. You identify yeah. with like the Scorpio and then the Pluto Pluto first house, which is kind of like a Capricorn rising. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say, look at what planets you have in the first house. If you do have planets in the first house, check out which sign they rule and then look up that rising sign as well. Yeah. Because that will probably tell you even more about how you come across to people. Yeah. Because sometimes I read my Capricorn rising and I'm like, Ugh, do I really come across as like super serious? And okay, I have to say today I am quite serious. So today I'm definitely my Capricorn rising. But you, <laughs> sorry, I was really giving you a look like, come on. <laughs> but usually I have usually I don't really feel like I come across as like a super serious person. Mm. I I feel like I come across as maybe hardworking and stuff, but I don't really think like serious is a descriptor one no. would use of me. I feel like on actually, a day to day basis, it's funny because it's actually only something I really notice when we're at home. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And this, I'll come to that in okay, a second. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many thoughts. So definitely look at that because my Neptune in the first house and my Uranus in the first house, I feel very strongly that people see me as that as yeah, well. Yeah, So it is definitely a mix. So 100% check that out. And if you have any questions, please like yeah, just message us. Message us on our Instagram. Yeah, astrologers. Exactly. Just message us and be like, "Hey guys, I have this. What does this mean?" And yeah. we'll be like, "Let's and we'll, figure it we'll out." We'll do it. We'll do it. We love um, that shit. Yeah. So that's really exciting. So the, now, what you just brought up, how our experience with each other's kind of risings. We. I noticed a few months ago, and I think I told you this. My theory. But I have a theory that Rachel and I, <laughs> it might be everyone else too, but I, I have a theory just because, okay, blah, blah, here we go. Rachel and I both have water moons, oui. meaning that they're very emotional. Moon is the sign or the planet of emotions, right? And to have water signs in that placement can be really intense because we feel things really, really deeply. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that we both have water moons yep. makes me go, aha, okay, so when we're feeling things, and we don't want to feel things, and we're trying to shut off, turn off, we jump to our facades, which is our rising signs. Yeah. So when I'm trying to not feel things and trying to just get through life and be like, no, 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 you cannot feel this right now, I all of a sudden start expressing very Capricorn. Capricorn, very Capricorn. Right? Yeah, massively. I get really like straightforward, pragmatic. Here's the goal. Let's focus yeah. on the goal. Let's get there. I'm serious. I don't want to and it's I find it amazing sometimes and I think even after being friends for like what if we've been friends for like two and a half years mm. or whatever and also living together this is our third year living together high five yeah. us um, it's funny how sometimes because you're so you're kind of not super serious exactly like exactly. N- normally when you get into that situation it still sometimes shocks me <laughs> of being like oh oh and then I'm like oh no and then I'm like wait it's just her rising it's fine she's it's just fine. she's just shut down she's and doing I, her work exactly and I also think like any reaction to me feeling anything else puts me in an even worse mood worse mood oh my god literally <laughs> when literally when you misread Audrey's 
Audrey's Capricorn energy as you've done something wrong it makes you even more it makes Capricorn. me pissed off because I'm just trying to do my thing I'm <laughs> just like I just, I'm trying to do I'm just trying to live I'm trying to get some shit done but so I have to say and then we were talking about and tell me if I'm if I'm wrong talking about then your Scorpio rising and when it's too much for you to feel like shit it more jumps to paranoia yeah more oh my jumps God, to yeah. the Scorpio paranoia instead mm. of like because mine jumps to get fucking cold mm. get icy don't even think about it let's go mm. and you're is a little you're a little bit more erratic than i am yeah, when you're feeling yeah. shit. because i think the scorpio the kind of um the darker side to the scorpio in any place is that that overwhelming thinking mm-hmm. thinking thinking and a deep emotional thinking yeah because i'm but i think also it's interesting i just went and double check but my because my moon is in the eighth house as well yeah exactly. so for me it's kind of a blurred line between my my general emotional day-to-day mm-hmm. living and then that that ascendant exterior shutdown yeah, facade definitely. feeling because actually I'm paranoid nearly every day anyway. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And my moon's in the second house. So it's another earth sign. Yeah. So it's yeah. Taurus, right? And so it is quite like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> like a rock. Like a rock. So I don't know. That was a theory I had. Now, I feel like the theory does not hold up to certain people. Like say my mom who has a moon... In Capricorn, when she's feeling shit, she all she jumps to her moon in Capricorn, which mm. doesn't feel that much shit. <laughs> no, it's not that it doesn't feel shit, but it deals with shit in a very pragmatic way. Mm. Whereas her rising is a Libra, and Libra, she's not gonna turn to you when she's feeling emotional shit. Mm. Libra's for more social and fun. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. it's like so I feel like it's different, but I I feel like I wanna conduct a study. <laughs> I want to conduct a study with everyone that has an astrological sign. Oh, oh fuck! Sorry, everyone that has water moon signs. I want to see if people jump to their risings mm. to deal yeah. to cope with the water moon signs. Signs, yeah, 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 yeah. Was that too long of a? No, that was great. That was great. Okay, let us know if you have any thoughts on this. Yeah, and also let us know if you're not a water moon sign, but you still feel like when you shut down, mm-hmm. you maybe jump to your. You're mm-hmm. rising. Because, I mean, I feel like it only makes sense because it's your facade. It's mm. like, it's your mask. It's like, hi, I need to do this, so I'm going to do yeah. it. You know? I also find it really interesting because I definitely didn't know this. Like, even before 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 the pod, when I still knew a fair amount about astrology, I thought whenever I shut down, I just went to that watery moon place. Mm. And actually, it's like, it's not. It's a, it's, but again, for me, it's a slight blurred line between, between mm-hmm. the moon and the eighth but, house and the Scorpio rising. Because it's all water, too. Yeah, yeah. But also, what I've noticed with you is that I can, I get, you know how I sometimes get angry when you're not feeling shit? Yeah. So, <laughs> nothing to yes, do with you. Yes, Audrey. That's nothing to do with you. But I think my reaction to the anger, er, sorry, my reaction that is anger towards you is is doesn't happen when you're in your cancer i'm sad i'm i'm kind of innocent and i'm crying Mm. it's actually more towards the paranoia the overthinking the nervousness i get a little bit like especially since i if i don't know that that's what's going on in your head Mm. i'm just like she's tense yeah yeah. you seem tense yeah and that is not it's when really you're not tense well it is tense tense, but you're i'm just like overwhelmed yeah yeah, because i'm figuring stuff out and so there there is something interesting there with a the dynamic mm-hmm. but yeah definitely what, what were your thoughts about i wanted stuff? to talk about well just think a little about the rising sign in relation to childhood and maybe because mm-hmm. we we touched on it but because of this thing of it being that dawning sign and that being the, the kind of early things that come 
in your life. It gets so related to childhood and actually one of the things I feel like we've mentioned several times or at least we've mentioned to each other is that actually aspects of your ascendant that maybe you exist with in the day to day, you might outgrow and you mm. might actually be like, yes, I was really like this as a child, yeah. but I don't feel that anymore. Mm. Um, which I think is just something interesting to be aware of, like how... I guess also because it gets tied to ego, like how much of your ego do you, because we carry so much ego as children, how much do you carry when you maybe build more self, you cultivate more self-awareness mm. as you get older? And so maybe that's something interesting to think about if you've listened to this episode, you know where your rising is and you've heard it and you're like, actually, I don't really associate with that anymore. Think back to when you were younger. Think back to the things that you maybe manifested when you were a child and equally think about things about your upbringing as well, because mm. I think we, here at astrology, we understand that all things are interconnected. And so like your ast- the astrological inf- influences that we talk about doesn't exist in isolation from the experiences you had. Yeah, exactly. As a child. And I also, cause like reading a lot about say Capricorn um, risings and childhood, they're like, as you said earlier, um, they often kind of like, take on a lot of responsibility as mm. a child which I didn't at all mm. <laughs> not that I didn't at all but like I my, my parents were my parents I didn't have to be my parents yeah yeah and so the experience that I had actually doesn't fit with a lot of what you would say like Capricorn children are mm. serious to a certain extent yeah I was a little bit like um I was playful but then there were times that I was you I could was be really seri- serious I was not even super serious but it was like kind of like um a bit adult for a child mm. you know I was a little bit like I kind of felt like I knew things yeah you know and yeah. I kind of was just like yeah I I know what's going on I'm not gonna say anything I was mm. quite quiet around mm. public but I know I know what's going on I'm sitting here and I want to be taken seriously like yeah, I, I yeah. was that okay. was always a feeling when I was younger was I especially being the young, youngest sibling and being around like my sister and all her friends and I would get so upset when they would like not want to play with me because I'm the little kid mm. like I'm the little sister oh you're cute but like we don't want to play with you you yeah, know yeah. and that would make me so angry because I didn't want to be older but I wanted to be taken seriously, seriously. yeah okay yeah that makes sense so yeah. that's what I do connect with in a childhood way and I think it's interesting definitely to look look back at your childhood and be like hmm mm. maybe I don't connect in the most like clear way but actually there's so some parts of me that I'm like oh yeah yeah that did manifest like that I feel like I've always been quite paranoid, but definitely the the most acute bit of paranoia, and this makes total sense because the society was in teenagehood. I was an incredibly paranoid teenager about a huge amount of stuff, especially when it's associated with people as well. But it's funny because I talk about it now Mm. and I feel like I've cultivated a bit bit more of a language of being okay with just saying it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, because I never knew that about you at all. Like kind of recently actually. Yeah. And like, it's the same with maybe my friends from high school as well. Mm. Maybe when I mention it, they're a bit like, oh, what? You're really paranoid But it helps me understand you more. Because again, I always take, whenever you're in a state like that, I just am like, she's tense, you know? (laughs) Which is like, if I can have, if I know what's going on, like if you're paranoid, I can have compassion for that and then Mm. not have any kind of, I mean, I try not to have any reaction anyways, but my my like, because we're so connected, my Mm. like energy will change, you know? But if I can just be like, ah, understand it. She's actually just like, a little bit too overwhelmed right now mm. so just like send some love from a distance and it's fine like mm. it has nothing to do with you it has nothing to do with anyone else it's chill yeah you yeah. know that's like good yeah. to know those kinds and of also things. just like ask me what i'm paranoid about 
and tell me it's not <laughs> well, true. I don't want to tell you. You're paranoid? What are you paranoid about? <laughs> no, but if I tell you, oh, I'm feeling a bit like, nah, 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 yeah. you can be like, what is going through your brain? Yeah, because sometimes and you like, talk it out and then... And, and then, then, and then <laughs> I'm literally chill. fine. Because I, I, it's yeah. this thing of... And I've always felt like this, especially as a child, actually, that um, my brain literally feels huge and not in a way of like, I have a really <laughs> big brain. <laughs> That's not what I mean. Rachel. But just like when I get... I mean, specifically, when I get overwhelmed... It feels like like too much. It feels like too much. It feels like my head is just like rammed and there's things going on everywhere, everywhere. As soon as it comes out into reality, into words, into into writing, whatever, it's it's like less big. And so Mm. my brain gets shrinks back to its Mm. tiny size. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. No, I I think I think that is that is the issue with kind of everyone is that we're not taught how to communicate what we need to communicate like our feelings and we're not also told that like hey you know you can just like rely on your friends and talk to them Mm -hmm. you know yeah i do it a lot now like if i that's why i get a bit annoyed when someone asks me if i'm okay because i'm like um i am okay because if i wasn't i would tell you and also like it's okay not to be okay and Mm -hmm. also like if i want to talk to you i will 100 percent come and Mm -hmm. grab you Mm -hmm. you know because i get a little bit like why are you asking that which is like fine because like that's what we've been i was actually talking to my sister a few days ago she was saying that's what we've been socialized to do Do, is when someone doesn't seem okay we ask are you okay Okay, yeah so it's like it's okay to have a reaction that's a bit anger like because i get that i'm like Mm -hmm. oh you know but at the same time, you can't blame someone because that's what we've been socialized to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Check in on people, you know? But I think for me, I just need to set the boundary of, like, it's okay to just say, um, no, but I'll come to you if I need to talk to you, mm. you know? Like, I'll say if I need. Yeah, 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 Because yeah. I truly will. Mm. But you lots know? of people don't. It's funny, I was in a rehearsal this morning and we were talking about offering seats to people who need them on public transport Mm. um and i was saying that it really frustrates me that it's the assumption of you should always assume whether someone needs the seat or not like assume this thing about a stranger Mm. about whether they need it or not rather than them just being like hello i need this thing please can i have your seat yeah like why is it so difficult to equally ask for what you need because i have such a oh sorry manacle just clicked um i have a really hard time Asking for, asking. What I, asking for what I need yeah. and equally knowing what I need which is like a th- that was a kind of in isolation whereas all these things are connected yeah, yeah 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 anyway no it makes sense yeah it's interesting and I feel like this is actually important right now because if in case you didn't know it's currently suicide prevention month is it it is oh wow so actually this is kind of relevant to a feeling of um cultivating yourself a practice of asking for help when you need it Mm -hmm. even if you don't know exactly what you need because two brains are better than one Mm -hmm. um always talk to and rely on your friends yeah i know you can i know you can and 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 also reach out to the support that there's there because there is amazing support out there definitely and i i think just to connect that to like rising signs and stuff if you know you're ascendant you know you're rising because that's how we present ourselves in the world and to people and to our loved ones it's good to kind of know the limitations of your sign Mm. know the limitations of that and be like aha you know what i i can actually speak out more here or i can actually give more space here Mm. to others you know like i think that is really helpful because like that is something i'm teaching myself having a Capricorn rising and sometimes being very serious and needing to kind of like deal with my shit and then being angry when someone asks if I'm okay it's like okay I can I can have my boundaries but I need to be able to voice them too yeah 
because I'm setting my boundaries and so I feel like someone's disrespecting them, but they're not because they don't know it yet. Mm. I need to tell them, here mm. are my boundaries. Yeah. I'll come to you, yeah. you know? And if that's not said... How do, how do, you, how do we know? How do we know? And so I think that goes for like every, every sign. There are the kind of weaknesses, weak points of that, that don't allow you to actually just kind of exist in what you need to exist in at that moment. Mm. Yeah. Communication is key. Communication. Um. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like I don't really want to talk about the other things I want to talk about. I feel like that was a great note to end it on, you know? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. Where are we ass? Where are we ass? Um, where are you ass, Audrey? Where am I ass in life? There's a lot going on. Hence why I'm in my Capricorn state. I'm just trying to get forms done and do shit and get it done and not stress about money yeah or life and i feel like i feel like it's heading towards the end of summer which already kind of stresses me out a little bit because i'm like no 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 i want the warmth i want the sun i want the sun and then when when full-on like autumn smacks you then it's fun right when it's like pumpkins and shit i love pumpkin spice (laughs) shit um so when that hits it's fun but when i'm in this kind of middle spot i'm a little bit like oh i don't want to let go of what's just happened because it was so fun you know okay yeah so there's that and then there's the kind of like oh yeah we are still sitting in the middle of a pandemic and i feel like more and more kind of like things are are taken like are taken away from us that we've been waiting for just because Mm -hmm. they wanted to open up the economy and so now it's like oh but you can't actually see your loved ones because you're allowed to you know go grab a pint but not go to your mom's house you know (laughs) random shit and so there's like that so i don't know it's just like it's weird vibes and so i'm like in myself right now where am i ass i'm coexisting with like a kind of sadness i definitely feel a lot of sadness underneath me and i have for a few weeks but then at the same time i'm like really excited Mm. about new things because new things are happening and i like new things i like new experiences yeah so i think I'm definitely sitting with like two kind of drastically different emotional textures that are like interwoven at the same. Yeah, time. I feel like that sentence sounded exactly like something you would say. <laughs> I'm really? grabbing your vocabulary. <laughs> yeah, I'm feeling arid. Arid. <laughs> I love the word arid. Yeah. So that's that's what's happening, I guess, on a micro and macro scale. That was great. Thank, Thank you, you for telling me how you feel. You're welcome. Rachel, would you like to say where you're? Yeah, your ass? where am I ass? I had a very transformative week it was i got a job this week <gasps> rachel's no longer fun employed no which is kind of sad i don't know why there's like a bit of me that expected me to because i feel like i was so stressed about being unemployed but i wanted to get to this point where i knew it was going to be like slightly more fun to be unemployed <laughs> because i wasn't going to be so stressed about moving house but that's what's so funny is that like when you're when you were unemployed you were so stressed about being unemployed. Employed. But now that you have a job, you're like, fuck, fuck. Why am I, I not unemployed? Yeah, literally, I did not make the most of it. Um, which is just, I knew that was going to happen anyway. Classic fucking sixth house. Oh, Motherfucking yeah. cunt. Yeah. Probably can't say that on the podcast. Why not? I don't know. Are they going to be like, bad language? I, I feel like there's podcasts that have like really vulgar things in the title. This is true. Anyway, 
So I started a new job. Wait, this week. we have ass in our title. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Everyone's really vulgar on their podcast. Yeah, everyone else, not we're, us. We're, we're really wholesome. PG. We're um, yeah, I started a new job this week, which is really fun. Yeah. Um, which is super nice. One funny thing I did realize though, so I'm I've been working in a school. I'm not going to go into further detail than that. But I'm working in a school, and one of the things that happens quite a lot when you work at schools is kids find out your name. And then they go and find you on the internet. No, no. Right, and I was like, no, no, nobody's found me yet. But I was talking to my colleagues yesterday and I was like, oh, guys, I just, because they were talking about, one of them was talking about how they'd just changed their name on Facebook Mm. because they're new. And, uh, and I was like, oh, guys, oh, I was like, okay, I've got to tell you this thing. I don't know how you feel about it. And they were like, what, what is it? And I was like, well, so, because I was like, you know how I'm, I'm also an artist as well as, like, teaching and stuff. And they were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was like, well, my best friend and I have a podcast. <laughs> and they were like, oh, really? And I was like, yeah. And I was like, it's it's like really PG. We just talk about astrology. It's and really PG. <laughs> I was like, we just talk about astrology and stuff like that because we're really PG. into it. And uh... I was like, but... But the title, I don't know if a kid finds out, they're going to be like, what? And they were like, what's it called? And I was like, astrology. Uh, and they were like, as in astrology. And I was like, no, no as, in, as in astrology. And they were all like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it's not PG. I just called your dad a slut like Yeah, I know. I just said con. Um can we just clarify that your parents are in a happy marriage yeah i'm just my, my parents are great people i mean not that sluts aren't yeah, great but i'm just people. saying they're in a happy marriage i'm not saying that nick's going out and slutting around no that's no, what i'm trying to say no we're like it, my dad is not slutty physically oh, for God's emotionally sake. we don't know you can't know you haven't talked to him about it don't assume things, Rachel. God. <laughs> oh my God. I swear. You know, God. don't assume things about your loved ones. <laughs> okay. Sorry, Dad. I'll stop making assumptions about you. I think you need to you. unpack some of this, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> I also am about to start studying a therapy course, <laughs> and so Audrey's gonna be Doctor Audrey. No, oh. but Audrey's gonna be annoying. Yeah. And wait, you? Oh no, you're not gonna be a doctor. No, that was a I joke. I want us to be doctors together. Yeah, should we get PhDs at the same time? Pretty huge dicks. Yeah. <laughs> I hope the kids don't listen now. Oh. No, but you know how like people do pregnancy pacts? Oh, yeah. Are we going to do a PhD, PhD pact? <laughs> yeah, okay. Pinky promised me. Wait, this is so lame, but I love it. <laughs> well, bro, we're nearly an hour. We should probably shut up so everyone can get yeah. on with their day. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks so much for listening. Let us know what your sentence are. Send us a message. Yeah, please. Please. Follow us. <laughs> Instagram, <laughs> at astrologers, double S. Uh, give us a follow. Let us know what, what other episode you'd like to hear, if you if you mm-hmm. would, if you you would have anything in mind. Mm-hmm. That would be nice. Some requests. If not, it's okay, because we know what we like to do. <laughs> we do. <laughs> um, you can also find me at, at Rachel Elizabeth Coleman, except if you're a student at my school, then go away. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you can find me at Audrey Barbet and students you're welcome to follow me I could use a couple more followers no to be honest follow me too <laughs> follow me too like, no 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 wait, I, I want them to wait. follow me <laughs> no I'm kidding yeah so message us you know let us know how you do it and have such a chill evening morning midday whenever you're middle listening of the to night yeah. whatever you're doing and if you're falling asleep listening to us I'm really sorry yeah <laughs> I don't think wakey we're... wakey bitch <laughs> Uh, this episode started off really I'm chill serious. and now no, we've gotten really serious we've gotten in the chaotic <laughs> and on that note
thank you for listening but also to- no, wait, <laughs> sorry. thank you for listening but also you didn't say that you didn't say see you in the future oh sorry i'm sorry i just couldn't help thinking about the fact that we've got into this habit of we don't stop and say who's gonna do the outro we just, just kind of look at each other <laughs> until somebody does it so this is kind of awkward pause <laughs> anyway I'm, I'm giving you the look thank you so much for listening little little anal beads little buttholes <laughs> trying to keep my cool see you in the future but also time is a construct uh, suck my ass bye bye ha. Oh. <laughs>